0: Welcome Welcome to conversations with Nike. Tell me where you're joining from Type your CD your country. You can use your flag Ike, I see you Yeah type your city as you join type your city tell me where you're joining from nigeria thank you texas great to see you hey cassie abago <laughs> betty from new york b L- yeah nigerian flag Denver, USA. Of course, Lagos, Nigeria. <laughs> London, Ontario. Yep, some people don't know there's London in Canada. Ontario, not just in the UK. Lekki Lagos. Huh. Hmm. Hanasco. Love you. <laughs> Moselle films. God bless you for joining. Thank you. Excellent. Photographer. All right, let's join in Vancouver. I see you. Um, Yes. Welcome to conversations with Nikkei. And I'm sure you're wondering, hmm, what's the excitement about? What is there to rejoice about? How has your day been? How was your day and your week? we have to be intentional about joy (laughs) honestly because the news out there sometimes are not offering much hope or joy i see you pastor grace um is it the banks that failed crashing dubai thank you for joining tennessee usa is it the upcoming elections in Nigeria, the gubernatorial elections that was shifted and we have it in two days' time. We pray for peace, we pray all will go well. Um, we have news that is higher than all that we see out there, right? And it's the good news of Christ, of God in our lives, of his love. Pastor Olivia, welcome. Just the good news of you knowing that you are loved and knowing that, yes, it's the lost doing kochizoba um of you just knowing that, yes, let me stop this now, of you knowing is that good news of you knowing that you know you are God has got you, okay. you know watching from Dubai, yeah, thank you, just knowing that your life is hidden Christ, it's safe, and you've prayed, and we're praying, and we're also going to talk about prayer and strategy. Um, basically, what is strategy? It is acting on what you have heard. so Oyinda, I see you, my host in Paris, Paris for Saturday. Okay, I'll talk about that later. If you live in France and you have not registered for my lunch with Nikki at DME Mentoring uh, time, which is in two days' time. It's on my Eventbrite. But well, we'll talk about that later. Let me go straight into what we have. Leveraging. Thank you, watching from Yaba, Lagos. Oh yes, so you know, leveraging prayer and strategy for challenging situations or in challenging situations and we know that generally as a whole in our community in our countries wherever we are um, where we live most of us in nigeria we know that it is challenging times around the world (laughs) especially our beloved nigeria challenging challenging but even when we bring it down to challenges that we face i don't know what you are going through right now i don't know whether it's with your family whether it's with your children um you know whether it's with your spouse whether it's with your um lack of a job or having serious challenges at work whatever your challenges are right now um i want you to know that you can leverage prayer and strategy and we're going to be looking um from the life of esther i know i like talking about women in the bible yes 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 leveraging prayer and strategy in strategic times can i pin it okay let me pin that good good there is i've pinned that thank you leveraging prayer and strategy in challenging situations challenging situations Esther chapter 4, Esther chapter, where do we go? From even the whole of chapter 3 and 4, but the summary of the story is this. In the time of Esther being queen uh, to King Ahasuerus, we know the background of the story. Ah, man of God, Pastor Yemi David, thank you for joining. (laughs) I don't know if you joined accidentally, but I'm grateful. Um, we won't talk about what happened before Esther, before she became queen. Um, that's a whole story on its own. Um, talking about Vashti and all of that. But Esther comes in as the queen, and her people, the Jews, are now suddenly faced with a great challenge (laughs) a major challenge their lives are hanging in the balance a death sentence has been proclaimed over their lives um it has been decreed it has been written the king has signed it and put his stamp on it by a certain date they will be killed the jews will be exterminated has. So you can see that it's a long time that um, The enemy has been after the life of the Jews. Yes, thank you <laughs> and, and And so this decree went out Esther didn't know about it, but it went out from the palace It went out from the palace mm-hmm. Mordecai hey uh, who was the king's Right-hand man ad The head of the cabal, as it were. Or give him whatever name you want to give him. He was not a good guy. He was a bad guy. (laughs) You know, in every movie, there's a bad guy. All bad guys and the good ones, right? And you're wondering who's going to win in the end. Well, I know the Bible tells me evil will bow before good. And the wicked are the gates of the righteous. So it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Pastor Timmy, I see you. It's a matter of time. And so um, Haman had gotten the king to sign this decree to kill the Jews. Esther knew nothing of it, but Mordecai, her cousin, older cousin, I, he looked more like an uncle to her, a father, but he was her cousin. He had raised her because she was an orphan. He had mentored her. He had groomed her. Actually, he encouraged her to put in... Her application <laughs> when um, the news went out or the application went out that the king was looking for, you know, a wife. Man of God, Apostle <laughs> Jay Caprieta, grateful to have you here. And so the king, you know, um, had signed this decree and the Jews were to be killed. They were to be exterminated. I'd like to point out first that Esther did not know what was happening. Women bewoke. In the spirit, be alive. Know what is going on in your territory. Know what is going on in your space, in your community, in your home, in your family, starting from your home. And if you're single, starting from your, your house, from your heart, from your person, from your place, from your workplace, from your table, <laughs> which could be your office, you know, um, from from what? that space that has been given to you know what is going on under your nose because sometimes us, we don't know what is going on <laughs> what you see on the outside is not what really is going on Esther saw the palace on the outside her maidens her section of the palace was good it was great things were going good beautiful well not really um, in her heart she was she was lonely and we'll come to that because She had not seen the king for like 30 days, but everything looks fine, looked fine on the outside. was beautiful, she had food to eat, she had her maidens, doing whatever, you know. But a decree came out of from the palace, over her head, into her community, the Jews, and they put on sackcloth and ashes and they were mourning. And she sent clothes, when she heard her uncle, her cousin Mordecai was in sackcloth and ashes. And the decree had gone out. She thought it was a joke. Dara Es Salaam, Tanzania. Thank you for joining. She thought it was a joke. She sent him clothes. He sent the clothes back. And you can see this in Esther chapter 3, Esther chapter 4. The whole of that, there's no time to read everything line by line. But she sent him clothes. He sent them back to her. He said, this will not work. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) He said, do not think that if you keep silent, you will be spared. He said, you will not be spared. Esther chapter 4, Mordecai learned what had happened. He tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out in the midst of the city. He cried with a loud and bitter voice as far as the front of the king's gate. For no one, I entered the king's gate clothed in sackcloth. There was mourning among the Jews, fasting, weeping, wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. But you see, until Esther stood up, in chapter 4, verse 4, Esther's maiden and Enoch told her, the queen was deeply distressed. She was distressed, she had anxiety, she was depressed, and then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai to take away his sad clothes and ashes. How Esther, this will not work. You cannot use a physical situation to solve a spiritual problem. You cannot use clothes to cover the nakedness when what is going on is not about that. It's not a time to dress up, he says. <laughs> it's not a time. This will not solve the situation. I have clothes that you've sent to me. You've taken care of me, Esther. You send me money, you send me food. But right now, this will not work. You have to go deeper. You have to go into the spirit, Esther. Remember all you know. Remember all I have taught you. Do not be lukewarm in the palace. You may have been in the palace all this while. You may have been married to a heathen king. But remember your identity. Remember who you are. And rise up in the place that you are. At this point in time, your degree won't solve it. Mm, Esther, at this time, clothes, shoes, and bags won't solve it. For if we are, when we're all dead, (laughs) the clothes and the shoes and the bags and the degrees the degrees and the certificates and everything physical will make no sense. Esther, think. And so, but Esther was afraid and that was why. And she thought she could cover up. You see, I like Esther because Esther was real. And she was honest. (laughs) So let's not tear her apart. He did not accept them and he sent them back. You see, the problem would have been if he received the clothes and he says, Oh, thank you, my dear. These are beautiful. These are lovely. Then he would not be telling her the truth. Then he would not be mentoring her. He would not be leading her to do what was right at that point in time. Good gift, wrong timing. Okay. And. Chapter 4, verse 5, Esther called Hathad, one of the kings, you know, who had um, appointed to attend to her. And she gave him a command, saying to Mordecai, to learn what was really, really, to have more understanding. And let's go on. He gave, okay, good. He gave him a copy of the decree. To show it to Esther. I think Esther initially, she did not fully understand the situation. She just knew her uncle was wearing rags. And so she understood. The copy of the decree was now given to her. Mordecai, Mordecai, her cousin, sent the decree back to her. The decree came from the palace. From her king's quarters. From under her nose. I'm telling you, queen, sit well. When you call yourself a queen, what are you slaying? You're to slay giants. Yes, we slay with our makeup, our clothing. We're looking good on Instagram. Ready? Slay mama. (laughs) But you better be ready to slay some giants. Some demons. Some enemies of your soul. And the enemies of your people. Because sometimes the fine face wouldn't work. And so when she read it and explained it to her. That she should go into the king and make supplication and plead for her people. And then Esther said, I'm skipping, I'm skipping, I'm skipping to verse 11. All the king's servants and the people of the provinces know that no man or woman goes to the inner court to the king who has not been called to go. (laughs) There's one law, the person will be put to death except the king holds out his golden scepter. And look at the B part of verse 11. Yet I myself have not been called to go to the king these 30 days. That was what she told the messenger from Mordecai. And they told Mordecai Esther's word. Mordecai told them to tell Esther, don't think that in your heart that you will escape. The king's servants and the, don't think you will escape any more than all the Jews <laughs> because you are in the king's palace. Look, those of us that live in diaspora, those of us that are out there, Nigerians, I just want to digress. we not only Nigerians on this live right now. I just want to say, when the <laughs> it will not in Jesus' name, you know what they call Katakata? <laughs> don't think that because you live in the States or in the UK or whatever, you'll be spared. Your people are your people. And of course I know that is why in the diaspora we are praying, we are watching, we are making moves, we are doing what we should move, uh, even though we may not be able to go home to vote. We are mobilizing people to vote, we are encouraging people, we are playing our part because we cannot afford to sit comfortably. We can't afford to sit cozy, rosy and say, oh, thank God I am hiding here. No. Oh, no, you cannot. What is the posture of your heart? The posture of our heart is prayer. The posture of our heart is speak, Lord. I'm listening. Your sermon is listening. What do I type? What do I tweet? What do I post? Who do I send a message to where I cannot go? Some people are influential. You can be on your knees, but you have some in the corridors of power. So we all are part Of whatever is going on in our communities whether we're physically there or not so Esther was trying to remove herself but Monica said oh no you don't you cannot you've got to realize that maybe you were born for such a time like this maybe think you were actually placed in the palace for a time like this and look at you I mean she opened up about the fact that she had not seen the king for 30 days that right there is even a problem that right, there's a problem. And some of us, the, the, sometimes the problems or the challenges we're going through are, are, are um, disguised as, how do I put it? Um, the solution is hidden within our rising. How do I put it? Because when we look at the end of Esther taking her place, standing up, she then found her marriage back. She found her husband. She found her marriage. The marriage was dead. Literally. Everything was, seemed to look good. The other maidens envied her from outside the palace, outside the walls. They envied Esther. They must have thought, oh my, I wish she was me. You know, she won the competition. She was chosen. It should have been me. I wish she was me. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful because you don't know what's going on in that person's life. All you can see is the palace. You know, all you can see is the walls. And you're imagining her with all the wealth, with all the clothes and her maidens and, and with the king as her husband. But now she is opening up to Mordecai saying, for 30 days I have not seen the king. He has not sent for me. He has not called me. He has not called me, which means that (laughs) he had forgotten her calling. Her calling as wife. Her calling as queen. The king had forgotten. And she herself had almost forgotten. Do you see? Because if he did not call you, then you should go. Madam, do you have to wait for him to call you But she was afraid. She must have thought. I mean, that's what happens when there's um, anxiety, depression, or even on a good day. You're good. The enemy comes with these thoughts. He must have come by day two, day three, saying, oh, you've offended the king. Oh, he's angry with you. Someone has gone to lie about you. And the longer it took, she must have thought, okay, one week, he's busy. He'll send for me. One week became two weeks. Became three weeks. And literally four weeks, 20, 30 days. And so if that problem did not break out among the Jews, if the problem of the death sentence sentence did not break out, she may not even have found out married because I don't know how long she would have waited before getting up and saying, you know what? (laughs) The king is my husband. I am going whether he sends for me or not. How long do you think she would have stayed? When I post this, I want you to type the answer. What do you think? (laughs) Would she have stayed 30, uh, 60 days? Would she have stayed one hour? What? Uh, sorry, would she have stayed, I said 100 days, not one hour. <laughs> sorry, would she have stayed 60 days? 100 days? Or what? Would she have stayed forever? Till the marriage completely broke up. Till the king didn't even remember he had one. Till Haman now gives him some young girls to keep him warm. Or what? So whatever problem you're going through, When I remember this story, I often think that, okay, okay, there's something hidden um, that I'm to rise up to. And at the end of the day, you know that scripture that says all things work together for good to them that love God and have been called according to his purpose. Yeah. And who would not understand their purpose? I believe (laughs) that is about Esther. So she was going to run away. She was going to hide. But Mordecai said, no, perhaps you have been called and that is Esther chapter 4 verse 13 don't think in your heart you will escape in the king's palace more than all the other Jews for if you remain silent at this time relief and deliverance will come for the Jews from another place so you see Mordecai had belief in God he believed that God will raise help but he says yet who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this oh my God for such a time as this and then Esther said, go and gather the Jews who are present in the and fast for me. Don't eat, drink for three days, night or day. And my maidens and I will fast and I will go to the king, which is against the law. See how she was kept stressing the, <laughs> the protocol. And if I perish, I perish. That's what she said. And the Mordecai went and did all that Esther had said. So Esther took her, her place. And now issue the command. As the queen that she was. She said it by faith. Pray and fast for me. She didn't even say pray and fast for the decree. So the place of prayer. What are we praying about? Who are we praying for? What's our target? And when we pray, we watch. Prayer is a two-way street. I've always said it. Prayer is not shouting at God. Prayer is conversation. Prayer is for those who have a relationship with God. Talking to Him and listening to what He would say because what he says matters the assurance he gives in our heart matters you know that says when we pray according to his will he hears us and if he hears us then we have the confidence that what we have prayed about will be done the confidence so confidence is necessary in prayer you start out praying by things that are giving you anxiety remember philippians 4 verse 6 do not worry about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. But in prayer, supplication. With thanksgiving, the supplication is prayer. Thanksgiving is prayer. They're just different forms of prayer. With thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God will, that passes all understanding will fill your heart and mind. So I always say that when you pray, first, in the place of prayer, we receive peace. So whether the situation changes overnight or immediately or not, which many of us get discouraged when we don't see an immediate change, um, but the first thing is peace, and then another thing is confidence. Confidence, and so Mordecai had confidence that if Esther doesn't do it, deliverance will arise from another place because he had been fasting and praying already. So Esther said, "Now you fast and pray for me, so that uh, let me. I'm 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 paraphrasing this." so that I may receive the strategy. That is not said there, but I will show you later on that indeed it was the strategy she received which she implemented that got the work done. So there was prayer and there was strategy. What is the point in praying if we do not hear from God? If we do not receive what to do when we get up from the place of prayer? You know, if we are not, if we don't hear from God, Sometimes your prayer is not even asking for something big. It's just, Lord, just order my steps today as I go to work. And you're going and you're talking to God and you're praying. What is the result? What should be the result of that? Peace. You feel this peace. He's giving you the peace. He's assured you that your day will be great. will be fine. And you know that if there's something along the way that makes it not so fine, because you've had that conversation with him, you know and you have the grace to get through it. Praise God. And so she prayed with her maidens. I'm so glad that they did that. Because for me, I'm, I'm trying to analyze what they were doing. 30 days she had not seen her man. I mean, this is not just her man, her husband. And she could not tell anybody. Well, her maidens knew because... If she went to the other side, to the other room, they would know. And this is not just the other room. This is her going from her side of the palace to the king's side of the palace, which should also be hers, right? But then she was having imposter syndrome. She was having low self-esteem as if she was the one that, uh, (laughs) you know, begged the king to marry her. The king chose her. So what happened along the line? Let's not analyze that right now. But maybe someone needs some healing. Or or some encouragement from that. Maybe your marriage is not so great. Maybe you're being rejected. Maybe you're feeling all kinds of things going on. Be still and know that He is God. Pray and receive the strategy. Pray, receive strategy. Overcome fear. There's even no reason why anybody should be afraid of their husband or why any man should, as a husband, should be afraid of. Their wife, no matter how highly placed your wife or your husband is, your spouse is, no matter how highly sp- placed, this person is yours. You're you are in covenant. But of course, we know that it was a spiritual thing going on. We know that the king was being blinded. We know that the king was being distracted, um, not to even remember to send for Esther on any day to have lunch, breakfast, or any night to get into bed with which is legal, which is right? How was he servicing his sex life for the 30 days and counting that she had not seen him? Well, let me not... Um, I don't want to digress. I just want to, you know, put that there, discussion for another day. But we're talking about prayer and strategy. And so she prayed. She prayed for, with her maidens. And it's a blessing when you have people you can pray with. Um when you have your team (laughs) you can pray with or a friend you can pray these days we pray over the phone these days we take advantage of zoom you know and just take advantage of the airwaves we don't have to physically meet to be able to pray and this is one of the ways in which we use technology to cheat the enemy in his tracks to just take (laughs) over you know without having to um go from one place to the other. And so she gathered her maidens, of course, and they prayed. And Mordecai and the people, the Jews, prayed for her, <laughs> for strength. And it's amazing. Esther chapter 5. It happened. Now listen to the strategy. It happened on the third day. Oh. Everybody typed third day, third day, third day. It happened on the third day of her prayer. When the prayer ended, she stood up. And that's the thing. Prayer is not forever. I mean, prayer is a constant thing. It just depends on what you're praying for, right? Prayer is you're walking to your car, you're walking to the train station, you're walking to the bus, you're going to work, or you're going, you know, to do groceries or whatever. Prayer is talking to God under your breath, right? Prayer is, even in our thinking, you're talking to God, you're communing with God. It's not always loud. It's not always a visible thing. If not, I mean, a auditory thing. If not, those who can't speak, those who are dumb, uh, who, can't, who have that verbal challenge, does that mean they can't talk to God? Does that mean they can't pray? Just think about that for a moment, okay? (laughs) So when we shout, 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 you know, uh, uh, and sometimes there is that place where we're praying with groanings. Bible says even groanings which cannot be uttered. There are different forms of prayer. And you pray how you know to pray with the word of God in mind, okay? And so when she got up on the third day, she put on her royal robes. That is strategy number one. She stood up. She got off from the place of prayer. She didn't stay praying forever. She didn't stay praying and say, okay, I'll be praying until the king comes to knock on my door. No, she went to knock on his door. She received the courage to knock on his door. Strategy number one. In the place of prayer, she received confidence. She received boldness. She received faith over fear. Even if the, some droplets of fear were still trying to come in, the fact was that she had declared, even before praying, if I perish, I perish. She had put herself in that heroic position of partnering with God and knowing that this was her call. And if she died in the process of leaving out her calling, so be it, She will go join. she will go to heaven and she will go join her parents. Because remember, she was an orphan years ago. Years ago, she was made an orphan. Her parents had been killed in the war, but she would have died serving God in the middle of the will of God. And so, I like that declaration. Yeah. And so, number another strategy is that number two or three, if you're counting it, she put on her royal robes. Hello, she did not wear 90. <laughs> She did not wear her pajamas or her nightwear because there's a time for every attire. There's a time for everything. She didn't even think this is the time to, you know, um, um, she just put on her royal robes. And we know what that means. That's the strategy that was given to her. In the place of prayer, always go with your notepad or your phone, uh, of course, on silent to type down what you will hear, what you will um, what will be impressed on your heart? The thoughts that will come um, to your mind as you pray. And be open. Sometimes you can be praying for yourself, and the Lord is telling you about China. You're like, ah, which one is this? You throw it out because, like, which one is my own with China? Please, please, I am not related to the people in. Hello? If you be an intercessor, you have to be open. Because sometimes God may say, do this first before I answer you, before I tell you. You may be praying for a life partner. <laughs> God, when? And God is telling you about somebody else, your friend, who also wants a spouse or who also needs a job, okay? Openness is important. I think because she was open, she knew what to do after prayer. She didn't sit and say, okay, oh, I don't know, you know. But she put on her royal robes because they were hers. Look at it. Her royal robes, her own. Her robes, she put them on. Those royal robes were dust. They were gaining dust. I don't know. That, those, those, that outfit had not worked in a while. Hmm? Women, you know how it is. You bring out this. and she's, Okay, today is your own day of work. <laughs> you put it on. I don't know if you do that. Some people talk to their clothes. I say, you, your assignment is today. And then you, tomorrow, I'll put you on. You know, and all that. So, she put that royal robe. And she did what? She stood in the inner court of the king's palace. I love this. That was a strategy. She took steps to taking her place. Her place. It was not a place she was strange. It, she was a stranger to. It was a place she was familiar with. But she was going now as God's emissary. God's servant. Yet she was the queen. But she was an undercover agent for God concerning the Jews. And so she received the strategy. Did she go with anger? Did she go and say, hey, my king, you want to keep my people? Did she go with anger? Did she go fighting? Or she went with diplomacy? Did she go, you know, in a way that would turn him off? Or she went humbly, yet confident of, of the king, of the Uh, king's daughter, of God's daughter that she was, and the king's wife, King Ahasuerus' wife, she was the queen of the kingdom, but she had been forgotten. We said earlier on that the decree came from her house. It came from the palace, yet she did not know about it. From under your nose, women don't things that are that pertain to your territory, that pertain to your home, that pertain to your soul, that pertain to your school, that are pertain to your industry. Don't let it pass you by. Don't let it. You shouldn't hear from outside. She heard from outside. They showed her they, She didn't believe. They had to make a copy. Yes, it said there in Esther chapter four. We had read that earlier. They made a copy. I don't know whether it was, they didn't have photocopy machines then or They made a copy and sent it to her. Read for yourself. Because she would hardly believe that. Ah, her king, my husband, will do this. Display the. Someone said display. Not dis, display, displace the Bible chapter. Display. Display. Um, Teresa, please can you type the Bible chapter, Esther chapter 4 and Esther chapter 5. That's what we're reading. Type it in the comments, please. Thank you. Yes, uh, and so she stood before the king. Ah! Oh, I like how she did not rush. She that believes shall not make haste. Although there's a time to be hasty. But in this situation, what she heard or what she knew was not to be hasty. She carried herself in a regal way, with confidence. Some may say that, ah, time is going. The decrease, maybe in two weeks' time. Ah, ah, relax. Relax. The enemy brings pressure. The child of God is not pressured. She knew what she was doing. She knew she was on a mission. Yes, she didn't have a whole lot of time, but she knew that she was on time. Oh, glory, glory. I'm enjoying this. Are you? Across from the king's house, she stood in the inner court of the king's palace, across from the king's house, while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. Now, how did she know the king will be sitting on his throne? Does he sit on his throne 24-7? Sometimes he'll be in the inner chamber. Sometimes he'll be in the bedroom. Sometimes he'll be somewhere else, maybe in his office, writing decrees. But there is a time when he sits on the throne. Maybe visitors are coming or maybe there's just that one hour or two hours. She knew the timing. Come on, this is her husband now. She knew the timetable. How come she had not gone before now? Ah, be healed of imposter syndrome. Be healed of the devil telling you lies. That what is yours is not yours. Be healed of a lack of confidence and mediocrity. We're talking about her very own king, Heresius, who chose her. Before whose eyes no one could be more beautiful. But let's leave that. Why he didn't call her for 30 days. Therefore, she was lonely. And she was not having dinners. And she was not going for functions. She was not even accompanying the king for ceremonial functions, to dedicate this one, to cut a ribbon and do this in the city or in the in the nation. She was forgotten. Anyway, let's not delve into that. That's for another day. And so she went in a timely manner. She knew the protocols. She had a strategy. <laughs> and what did the king say? You see, she just stood. <laughs> yes, be healed too, okay, She's st- and that happens, yes, imposter syndrome, sometimes, even at all levels, sometimes to me as well, but then you've got to remember, No, 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 who am I, my identity in God, and who am I, when you bring that back into your mind, you do what you should do, and so she stood, and then the king said, in verse 3, the king Okay, first of all, verse 2. When the king saw Esther standing in the court, she found favor in his sight and the king held out to Esther. The golden scepter that was in his hand, Esther went near and touched the top of the